just trying to shoot the moon Using everything we've got that's just ease and a spoon Welcome to The Word Witch, a podcast for the modern magical soul, exploring tarot, astrology, belief, and more from a queer witch, that's me, in conversation with folks making magic from the margins. I'm your host, Claire Burgess. Let's make some magic. Hello friends, witches, otherlings. It's been a minute, (laughs) Uh, but I am back in your earbuds to give you an update on all the things regarding this podcast and what all's going on with me and um, also with a little bit about what it's like to live in a death card year (laughs) And also because this is the one year anniversary of the Word Witch podcast. Yeah. (laughs) I'm recording this on October 17th and the podcast was born. Its first episode was aired on October 18th at 11 something (laughs) a.m. I actually looked up the birth chart of uh of the podcast um which is something that Anna Joy on the Queer Witch podcast did and um so thank you for doing that Anna Joy I was like I have to do that <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a little bit about the podcast's chart later so those are the three things those are the three things going on in this episode um I am going to get back to your regularly scheduled programming with looks at the tarot cards and the number families. And then eventually I want to get back into airing interviews with guests. I have like a whole list of people who I can't wait to talk to. But right now, things are still going to be going a little bit slower. Podcast episodes are going to be probably pretty spaced out. And I want to tell you why. But first, let's take a few minutes to look at the Word Witch Podcast's birth chart. I pulled up the birth chart for the Word Witch Podcast, and let's take a look, let's take a look. It is apparently a Libra sun, uh, Aquarius moon, and Sagittarius rising. So I could have sworn that it was a Scorpio podcast, but it was not. It was not. It was that first episode went up in Libra season. But you know what? Uh, That kind of makes sense for this podcast because Libra is ruled by the Justice card um, or Libra rules the Justice card in tarot. And um, I think that... This podcast has some kind of like justice uh, leanings. It's interested in, in equity and inclusion and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And the sun is also is also in the 11th house, uh, which is the house of the collective. So that makes total sense. Aquarius moon is like 
I mean, I relate to that as a Gemini moon and an Aquarius sun. This is the kind of thing where like all of your emotions and your intuition and everything has to be processed through your mind. (laughs) But again, Aquarius moon is also Aquarius is the ruler of the 11th house and um, is all about collective and then like sad rising. Uh, I don't know. I haven't mm, haven't quite figured that one out yet. Uh, oh, well, I mean, Sagittarius also has associations with like, um, with philosophy, with big thinking, with ideas. And like, that's a lot of what's on here too. Also, it's interesting how some of these things correlate with my own birth chart because I have a, a stellium in Sagittarius. So like me and the podcast, we get along well. <laughs> but anyway, that's some, uh, that's some deeds on, on, um, the, uh, birth chart of the word witch podcast interesting there's also a moon mars conjunction i need to dig into this deeper oh north node in leo interesting uh if you want if any of you astro nerds want to look up the chart for yourselves the word witch podcast was born on october 18th 2018 in portland oregon at 11:44 a.m uh pacific time All right, so now please join me as I tell you a story about what's been going on. So I guess I'll just start with um, death year. Sure. (laughs) So this past year has been my death card year. If you aren't sure how to calculate your card of the year, you just do that by adding up the digits of your birth date with the digits of the year that we're in. So my uh, birthday is February 17th. So I would add 2 plus 17, which is 19. And then I would add 2019 on top of that. And I would get, I should have done this math earlier, Um, (laughs) 2019 plus another 19, 29, 38, 2038. And then I would add up the digits of 2038, 2 plus 0 plus 3 plus 8. And that'll get us 13. Yeah, the number 13. And that is the death card. (laughs) Some people calculate their card of the year based on the calendar year from um, January to January 1st to December 31st, December 31st. There's 31 days in December. I personally lean more towards birthday to birthday. So that would be from February 17th of 2018 or 2019 to that date in 2020. And so that would be what I consider my death year. But regardless, either way you slice it, I've been in my death year for for a minute. Death, the card, is about transformation. Uh, It is not about literal death, right? It's the shedding of all the things that aren't working anymore. It's the letting go of what's not serving us, um, what's holding us back, what's hurting us. Sometimes it's the letting go of things that are really, really precious to you, but that aren't quite fitting in your life anymore or aren't quite fitting in your life right now. I think the the death card is one that more than pretty much any card 
is about cycles. I mean, the whole tarot is about cycles. But in the death card, we can clearly see the cycling of energy. And one of the most beautiful things the death card does is remind us that in order for life to exist and life to prosper, in order to have like growth and and generativeness, regeneration, creativity, we also have to have death. We also have to have things that pass away. And uh, listen, (laughs) I have, um, death has been a huge teacher for me this year because I was for a really, uh, for a long time, for a big part of it, and actually for well before my death year started, I was resisting letting go of some of those things that needed to needed to be released, or at least needed to be released for a time. Um, sometimes when we let things go, they come back to us later, right? Endings aren't always permanent. Sometimes they are. And when they are permanent, that is perfect and sacred. Sometimes also we end something and we have to be ready for it to be the end and for it to never come back. And sometimes it does, right? So what I was doing for a big portion of the last couple of years is... um, refusing to release some of the things that um, I need to do. So for instance, some of my projects, like I, I, uh, I talk about this with Anna of the Blind Love Radio podcast. She was kind enough to have me on there as a guest uh, not too long ago. And one of the things that we talk about is uh, living in a death card year and uh, what an interesting death card year I've had. So definitely go listen to that episode on Blind Love Radio and listen to Blind Love Radio in general because it's a it's a really amazing uh, podcast with some really amazing people um, on it that Anna brings on to interview. And on that on that podcast, I said I said a bit I said quite a bit about living in a death year, but. There were some things I wasn't able to say yet. There's, there were things that um, I had to, I wasn't quite ready to uh, announce, but I am now. <laughs> so one of the things um, that I realized after Aaron and I got married this summer, which by the way, was beautiful. Last time I was in your earbuds, I was about to get married and then I disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs> And um, yes, I did have some people reach out and be like, hey, is everything okay? Because one moment I'm excited and about to get wed. And then, you know, my podcast goes away for four months. But no, uh, everything is is wonderful and truly incredible um, with Aaron and with our relationship and our wedding was just, I can't say enough about it. I also talk about that actually a little bit on Blind Love Radio. So go listen. But um, what did happen was after I got back, after we got back from our honeymoon road trip up the Washington coast, I went back to work and at my day job. And it was just like, oh my gosh, all of the like projects and busyness and all the things that I feel like I'd been like holding at bay for such a long time just came crashing down. Uh, the summer at my day job was way, way busier and more demanding than I ever expected it to be. 
Um, so that meant I had to make some compromises and sacrifices with my business, with the word witch. So I like quickly, I already had my, my tarot reading shut down for the like month or two approaching my wedding so that I could just prepare for that and have a little extra time there. But I kept my readings closed down and the podcast (laughs) never came back. And, um, what else? Oh, and I stopped doing, uh, moon spreads reliably. I was just, I was just drowning y'all. And I'm not saying this to like have everybody pity me or to make excuses about why this podcast hasn't been around. I mean, it's like, this happens to all of us right? This happens to all of us. We all, I think, are familiar with the feeling of, of being suddenly overwhelmed. And it is what it is. And it's fine. And now it, I'm out of it. I, I'm, it's over. So it's good. In the middle, though, of that time where I was just deep under the waves, I had a beautiful invitation extended from somebody who I can't name right now, but a beautiful invitation came my way. And it showed me that I needed to make some decisions. Um, I needed to cut some cords. I needed to change some things so that I could be available for the things that I really, really wanted to do in my life. And for the things that make me happy and make me feel good and passionate and fulfilled for the work I want to do in the world. And that, by the way, happened uh, this summer during the eclipses, right between the eclipses in July. And gosh, through that just huge ground shaking eclipse portal came the clear, clear message that uh, the thing that I needed to to make way for was Fifth Spirit Tarot. It was my deck and it wanted to be born. And the only way that that was going to happen is if I let some other things go. And I actually cried (laughs) when I realized this. I was just, I was telling Aaron and tears were falling down my face because I had insisted for so long, for two years since I started this business, that I would do all of the things, that I would do my day job and bring home my share of the income and also have my business and build this business and serve people and read tarot and make this podcast and write books (laughs) and make the tarot deck and make the tarot spreads and I just insisted. I insisted every single time and said, no, I won't compromise. I won't let a single one of these go. I won't let a single one of these drop because I care about each of them so much. I feel so passionately about each of them. 
And also because I was stubbornly like, I'm not going to like compromise my soul's work for my day job. (laughs) Like I just, this is just my very, very idealistic Aquarius, Aquarian coming out, just being like, (laughs) um, um, I shouldn't have to compromise my ideals for my day to day, you know, primary income source. Uh, well, this is the world we live in, y'all. And so when I had this huge realization between the eclipses, and I realized what would need to be sacrificed in order for Fifth Spirit Tarot to come fully into the world and to exist and to thrive, I realized that I had to let those projects go. And that was so hard for me because I was so stubborn about that. And then I was like, holy shit, (laughs) that's, it's my death year. It's my death year. This whole year, I've been wondering, what's it going to be? What's going to go? What am I going to be releasing? I went back to therapy, um, went back to therapy. I started therapy for the first time in my adult life at age 33 um, during my death year. And I do think that that's a very death card, scorpionic thing to do, especially because I um, went back to therapy to work through some heavy, heavy PTSD uh, related to abuse and sexual trauma. And I'm so, so glad um, that I have gone back and that I'm doing this work. But it's like some, it's some underworld work and it is tough. And it was like, maybe that's it. Maybe that is, that's my death year thing. You know, that's, I'm going to be getting into the underbelly of that. I'm going to be releasing trauma. Yay. (laughs) Wouldn't we all love to release trauma? But I kept feeling like, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not the only thing. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? I thought maybe it would be my job, my day job, but I'm not in a financial place to release my day job completely. And I also really like my day job. So when, when this realization hit me and I was like, wow, what I'm releasing is the moon spreads. What I'm releasing is the podcast. What I'm releasing is some of my classes. What I'm releasing is the the book on tarot that I've been working on, the book of spreads I've been putting together. Yeah, when I realized that those were the things that I had to put on hold, that I had to stop, at least for the time being, it was fucking tough. It was hard. But that's what I did. <laughs> that's um, that's what I did. And because of that, I am on track to get um, the artwork for Fifth Spirit Tarot done by the end of this year. And I hope to have a uh, it available on Kickstarter or for pre-orders. It's to be determined uh, how I'm going to do it exactly. But I hope to have that out and available in the first half of 2020. And there's some other really exciting things going on with the deck too that I'm not at liberty to talk about right now, but that's the only reason this has been possible. And I want to 
extend a huge thanks to all of you who have kept following my work on Instagram during this time, and especially to all of you who have become patrons and supported me on Patreon during this time. That is huge. That, I cannot tell you enough, helps me out so much every month. I mean, most of the people on there are just paying $2 a month for access to the collective reading that I do every month and um, first looks at cards and process videos and other cool things like that. But I mean, that it, it, it adds up, that $2 adds up and it helps incredibly, especially when I've had to pull back on some of the other income uh, generating sources in my life. And while I've put all these things on hold, I do want you to know that I don't, like, they're not going away. Not all of them. The podcast is still alive and well in my heart. I have even scripted, scripted out the Chariot episode, um, and I just need to find time to record it and edit it and get it out to you all. So that one I'm, is coming, and I really want to finish, then I just have the Hermit. I'm sorry, then I have strength and then I have the hermit and then that's all the number families and I will have covered all of the cards in the tarot except for the court cards. But um, so yeah, this is still going on and I am really invested in this in this podcast offering because it's also free and I really, really strongly believe that tarot is a tool for everyone and that it should be accessible to everyone. And I realize that podcasts aren't accessible to everyone because not everybody has the ability to listen on a, on a device or a smartphone. And also not everybody um, is able to hear. But offering this, this free podcast is um, the way that I have within my capabilities of serving the greatest number of people in an accessible and affordable because it's free way. <laughs> And I'm so, so happy to do it. So death has been my, my huge teacher this year, obviously. And it's funny because along with death, death isn't just endings. Death isn't just releasing, letting go. Death is also transformation. Death is also birth. And in this death year that I've been in, I have gotten married, <laughs> which is just so me to get married in my death year, <laughs> Scorpio rising, but I got married. I started a beautiful new chapter of my life, but that that wedding was also a huge transformation, and in order to get to that spot, it was basically you know a culmination of the ending of a huge other chapter of my life. An existence that I'd lived in for a long time, an identity that I'd held for a long time that wasn't actually my identity. For those who don't know, I uh, had been married before, and I was married to a cis man, and I thought I was straight, and I thought that I was cis, and I was not, and I am not. (laughs) So, like, in, in so many ways... That ceremony, that ritual was like, it was my, it was a rebirth. It was a a formal rebirth um, into my true self that was witnessed by my oldest friends and my new friends and my family. 
and the love of my life and his family and his friends and everyone coming together to celebrate both of us in our queer as fuck love. (laughs) So death brings birth too. Also in my death year, fifth spirit tarot was born. I mean, it was born as in like, I, I drew the first cards. It came to me. It arrived to me in my death year and then asked to be gestated, asked to be carried and asked to be brought forth into the world. And in order to bring, in order to bring new life and new energy into the world, that has to come from somewhere, right? That's the cycle. We have to make sacrifices. I think that people, when people hear sacrifices, they think that it's a scary, heavy word. And maybe it it sounds like, you know, animal sacrifices and stuff like that. That's not what I mean. I mean that literally every single new thing that we do, everything that you do, everything that you bring into the world, you are making some sort of sacrifice for it. Usually it is a sacrifice of time, a sacrifice of energy. You are transmuting energy from one place to another. You write a book, you play a song, you've put that time into it. You've put that energy into it. You've put that consciousness into it. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And sometimes if things are real big things, it requires, the cycle requires more. People who have babies, people who grow babies, (laughs) that takes, you know, a very literal physical sacrifice of your own flesh and blood and body. And fifth spirit required my full attention, required the sacrifice of some of these other huge passion projects that I have carried and loved and gestated for a very, very long time. And that's beautiful, really. It's almost like the pieces of all those things, the hearts and souls of all of those things are being funneled into this deck now. And then once the deck is alive and well and in the world, I'll have the time and energy and and consciousness and focus to return to some of these things. Now, another thing (laughs) that I've released or that I am releasing in my death year is a lot of hours at my day job, even with everything else, even with pausing everything else. I still needed, I still needed to shift. I still need to shift that. Aaron and I were at a fall festival a couple weekends ago, a few weekends ago, and I felt light and free and happy in a way that I hadn't, (laughs) sadly, hadn't in um, a while, because I'd been just working so hard um, at work at my day job and on the deck and on um, keeping up the Patreon and posting stuff on Instagram sometimes and continuing to, you know, keep up with the classes that I teach here in Portland. And I just realized like, holy fuck, I need to feel like this more often. I need to feel like this more often. (laughs) And so do you, by the way, if you're listening to this and it's calling to you, if something in you is going, oh, I know that feeling. (laughs) Then, you know, that's, that's why you're listening to this. This is a message. (laughs) 
I knew that it wasn't worth it. The extra money from the hours at my day job wasn't worth it. If I never got to feel happy and light and free. So I knew then that my death year called for another sacrifice, (laughs) called for another release so that I could then lean further into the transformation. I happen to have a a really excellent workplace that is um, really supportive of what I do here with this work and is, is willing to be flexible with my hours and my scheduling. And so I was able to talk to them. I was so scared to talk to them, by the way. It is scary to talk to your your managers, to your bosses. And it's scary to like disappoint people. <laughs> At least it is for me. But um, I was able to talk to them and they were they were happy and, and willing to adjust things so that I can have a lot more time to funnel into all of the really exciting things that are happening with the deck and with the word witch. So moving forward, after I finish up with um, the the current bunch of students that I have now, I'm going to be having a lot more time to put into the deck and to put into this podcast and to put into my classes. Yeah, I... Uh, this this journey through this death year has been so fucking surprising. <laughs> so surprising. It has been just a like a sort of transformative portal like I can't even quite describe. And it's been really uncomfortable at times. It's been really hard at times. It has felt like, you know, instead of hmm I don't know. We have this image of like a butterfly coming out of its cocoon, right? And it's beautiful and it's it's metamorphosis, it's transformation, and now you're a butterfly. But what we don't see is everything that happens inside the chrysalis, inside the cocoon between caterpillar and butterfly. And what happens in there is that the caterpillar breaks down into goo, (laughs) breaks down into its component parts, like completely de like, I don't know, deconstructs itself, dematerializes, becomes primordial goop. And then from that, it recombines and regrows, reforms into something different, something made still of the same essential parts, but totally different. And now with the ability to fly. (laughs) And, you know, I have no idea if caterpillars can feel what's going on, like in a nerve sense, uh, in a pain sense. But like, that work of transformation of metamorphosis is tough. And there's a lot that goes on for all of us, when we are in these death moments, in these death years, where we're maybe not even conscious of everything happening under the surface, we're not aware that we're becoming goo inside, (laughs) that we're reshuffling and reforming and changing. 
I don't think that sometimes we're aware of it until the chrysalis starts to cramp, you know, until we know that we need to break our way out, fight our way out. And then it's totally terrifying, right? Because we know we have to leave. We know we have to leave the cocoon, but we don't know what's out there. We don't know how to use these wings yet. And I think that I think that on the on the outside, once the wings dry, once we figure out how to use them, things get easier and we find that we're liberated and then we just have to like stay away from predators. But, you know, this is what happens when, when I just keep running with a metaphor. It always ends up with the food chain. Anyway, <laughs> let me try to, let me try to synthesize some of these ideas. Death is the cycle. Death is release, transformation, rebirth, and the, the rebirth part. Death is essential, absolutely essential for anything new, for any new life. Just like natural material dies and breaks down and becomes compost for our plants and veggies to grow, which then feed and nourish us until we die and our bodies go to compost, or did before the modern day funeral service. I will save my commentary on the funeral industrial complex for another day. Death is necessary for life. Death is a portal. Death is the last breath, and death is the grave, and death is the womb space, and death is the baby's first cry. So right now, I am sitting in the exact same spot that I was when I recorded the very first episode of the Word Witch podcast, and in the same spot that I have recorded the majority, most if not all, of the other episodes. And it's almost the exact same day, a year later, <laughs> from that recording. And I remember in that recording, I talked about sitting by the window and seeing this beautiful tree with yellow leaves changing colors outside. And I'm looking at that same tree now. It is remarkable, remarkable and awe-inspiring and magical how much can change in the space of a year while so much also stays the same. <laughs> I could have never, ever imagined what would be going on in my life now a year ago. A year ago in this same spot, looking at the same tree. If you told me I'd be making a tarot deck, I would say, shut up. You can go home, you're drunk. <laughs> if you told me that I'd be almost done with a tarot deck, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I guess all this is just to say I am humbled and awed and grateful to be able to do this thing, to be able to share these things with you, to be able to touch all your lives in whatever small way 
Um, I, I do, I've still got some work to do on the deck and then I'll be coming back to the podcast. And until then, thank you for being here. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for receiving these words. If you want to hear more from me in the meantime, I do have that Patreon I mentioned, patreon.com slash the word witch tarot. I do a collective reading every month by audio. There's there's a, a podcast for, especially for Patreon. Um, and I go, I go pretty, um, pretty in detail with all the cards that I pull. So that's a good way to continue to hear from me and learn from me. And I also post first looks of my cards for Fifth Spirit on Patreon. So patrons have first, first access. Um, they get to see some works in progress. They get to see progress process videos, um, which is where you can like actually see me draw in the thing. And I also sometimes post interpretations and further looks into the imagery and the symbolism that I've chosen for those cards. So those are also good ways to, good potential ways to keep learning tarot with me. And if you're in Portland, actually, this is for those of you who aren't in Portland too, I am doing an event, a collaborative event on Sunday, October 27th at Sea Grape Soap here in Portland. Um, but we're also, it's also going to be available, part of it's going to be available via live stream. So you can actually join it and, and watch remotely. And I, that video also will be emailed to you if you miss the event. It's a, um, uh, it's called Tarot Talk. <laughs> What's the name? Tarot Talk. And it's me and four other uh, tarot deck creators from the Pacific Northwest getting together to talk about tarot. And we're all teaching, each of us is teaching courses on uh, different aspects of the tarot. So there's going to be a panel discussion with all of us. It's me, Coleman Stevenson of The Dark Exact and so many other decks as well. Vitriolic Tarot, The Personal Oracle. She's just a powerhouse. Letty Jane Rennecamp of Mini Queens Tarot, which is the one that I is all over my Instagram all the time. And it is like legit, like maybe my soul deck, like my favorite deck um, right now. Ren McMurdo of Dark Days Tarot and Greg Traw of... Um, I am sorry, Greg, I cannot pronounce the name of your deck. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Draxiotos Tarot. <laughs> so you can get a ticket for the panel discussion uh, via live stream or video. Um, and then if you're here in Portland, you can also uh, be there live and then be there for our classes slash workshops. So I'm teaching one with Coleman Stevenson on writing the tarot because um, we're both writers. And I'm really excited about that. And I'm also just like over the moon, cannot believe it, that I'm sitting on a panel with some of my very favorite tarot deck makers. <laughs> that is another thing. If you told me this time last year when I was recording that first episode that in a year I'd be sitting on a panel with these people, <laughs> with Dark Days and Mini Queens and, and Dark Exact, I would, I would not have believed you. I just can't freaking believe it. I'm so grateful to be part of this event. So anyway... You can get more details about that on um, my website, thewordwitchtarot.com, under classes and events. 
or you can go to Sea Grape's site, which I believe is seagrapesoap.com. And um, yeah, so that's another way to work with me. And then um, lastly, I got my tarot classes here in Portland at Portland Community College coming up. Um, And this year, this semester, I've added a new one. I'm teaching a class that is about uh, the major arcana only, just like a deep dive into the major arcana. It is a uh, like a full day, one day um, Saturday class in December. Um, So if you're here in Portland, check that out too. I've got those details on my website as well. So once again, thank you all for being here. I hope to be back in um, sooner than another four months <laughs> with more episodes with the chariot, uh, maybe with a Q&A. Thank you all so much and uh, happy birthday to the Word Witch podcast. <laughs> all right. Till next time. Stay magical. Bye. Sitting counting rice, blood in the bottle tainted with spice. We're all just trying to shoot the moon, using everything we've got that's just ease of a spoon. You've been listening to The Word Witch. The podcast is created by me, Claire Burgess. It's also written and edited by me, too. Tech support come from Denu Vino. Our theme music is Counting Rice by Bitches in the Beehive. You can find me on Instagram at the.word.witch and online at thewordwitchtarot.com. You can find the deck Fifth Spirit Tarot at fifthspirittarot.com. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate and review or you can join my Patreon community for as little as $2 a month. That's at patreon.com slash the word witch tarot. As always, thanks for listening and stay magical. Mm-hmm.